Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Canadian Thanksgiving Monday. We welcome you to the program as we talk sports for the next couple of hours with you. Appreciate you tuning in here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list is as follows. At the bottom of the hour, Scott Dockerman, who covers Iowa and the Big Ten, will join us at the bottom of the hour. We will talk with Doc as the Hawks head into their bye week. Scott's uh, first half of the season report card is up at the Athletic. A lot of Fs, as one would imagine. But we'll get into that with Doc, as well as uh, recap uh, the first half of the uh, brutal. First half's over. Just... In a good mood, so just right there. Uh, first half is over. We'll talk with uh, Scott Dockerman at 10.30. Then Bama, Trent, and I will go around college football from a national perspective. We do it each and every Monday at 11.05. Uh, before Nick Oson joins us at 11.30, Nick covers Iowa State uh, for CycloneAlert.com, part of the 24-7 umbrella. Mr. Monday Night will make an appearance. He's red hot. AFC West uh, tilt tonight. Uh, that's coming up from Kansas City. It's the Raiders. It's the Chiefs. And Mr. Monday Night will have an opinion on that. There is CFL football. I don't think Mr. Monday Night, that's a little bit over the tips of his skis. It's CFL football? It's a Thanksgiving. There's a day game. A noon. Well, a nooner. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. What is wrong with you Canadians? Well, we uh, we got discovered before you guys. Well, got tip to, of the ball cap. Got to Canada first in October and it's then got here in November. Since. I'm just kidding. You guys were 100 years before oh, us. Okay. I don't know the reason. I don't know why it is. Maybe I should. Probably because by the time we get to the end of November. it's Yeah, you can't leave your house. Right. <laughs> it's snowed in. Anyways, uh, obviously, a ton to get to, which will go down as a, a disappointing weekend uh, from a lot of uh, perspectives, so certainly Cyclone and Hawkeye fans. Uh, the baseball was really something over the weekend. I hope to be able to find at least a couple of minutes to opine on that as the... Uh, uh, the wild card weekend, the new wild card weekend is coming gone for the first time. I loved it. I did. Mm-hmm. I watched more of it than I thought that I would. Even with your Blue Jays blowing. Yeah, you know what? You, you blow an 8 1 lead, yeah. you don't belong in the playoffs, and they've been dispatched. Mets were good last night. Padres were better. But let's talk football. I don't care where you'd like to start. You want to start names. You want to start in Iowa City, uh, wherever you want to go. I do want to get to the unfortunate comments from Matt Campbell that I think overshadowed what his kicker did. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as negative as the weekend was jace gilbert you know what let's start there is that okay yeah that's because well done for you young man because the i'm assuming there was pressure Mm -hmm. uh, on him after um um you know his uh his outing in kansas and to his credit he just shook it off he stepped onto the field when he was asked and made not one not two but three and uh, the second and third were both 40 plus yards they were no doubt abouters this wasn't a you know, push it, get the wind, get it just a little bit more. You're yeah. leaning over in your chair. There was none of that. Uh, it was um, it was right down the middle. And as um, a number of people reminded us last week, there's a reason that this was the was it uh, Cole's dad, the kicking camp, right? Uh, Jamie Cole, Jamie Cole, right? Mm-hmm. That, that said that this was the the kicker that everybody wanted in the country, and he certainly looked like that, and well done, because you just didn't let the pressure get to you, and as a freshman, you wondered what was going to be like between the years. 
You shot up your critics in a big way. Way to go. You see the talent certainly showing uh-huh. up there. Good for and, him. And the ability to bounce back. And it says something about the program to have a guy. They did it the right way. There was not, oh, we're going to make this an open competition now. There was none of that. You no. did not hear that after the game. Nope. You didn't hear in the press conference last week. It was still, Jace Gilbert's our guy. Mm-hmm. And you take away any of that negative thinking that you can have. And, and you just concentrate and figure out what you can do to make this guy right. And they hit the right buttons oh, there. Good for him. Is that the highlight, though? Of the day for them? Defense played well. A defense, uh, Will McDonald was terrific. Yes, he yeah, was. Will McDonald, best game of the year. Best game of the year, Trent. Couldn't yes. agree with you more. I uh, hated to see, and I haven't seen any um, a follow-up on Colby Reader, who was carted off. Mm-hmm. Boy, he had a chance to make a play early in that football game. He had Martinez dead to rights, and Martinez, as he does, makes a little move and then hits that 80-yard pass to open the scoring you got to bring up the special teams, though, because on the ensuing kickoff, the ball is kicked, and T.J. Tampa standing on the three-yard line. He lets the ball hit the ground, I'm guessing, thinking it would go into the end mm-hmm. zone, but it didn't. But you know what? And I'm not killing you, T.J. Tampa, because you don't get coached on special teams. Yep. You raise your hand, you get the ball at the 25. You call for a fair catch at the three-yard line, the ball goes to the 25-yard line. The ball goes into the end zone, it's the same result. Take the... I guess, flukiness of the football out of it, catch the ball, but nobody told you. Mm-hmm. Nobody told you because they don't have a special teams coach. Seven years in. And they still don't have one. Week And week, week after week. week after week, something happens to this football team that just is a glaring omission on a head football coach who's 10-9 and nine in the last two years. You remember the historic season, the 7-6 and six season? 3-3 three and three cents, 10-9, and nine, Matt Campbell. And then he went off on the fan base after the game. And that was a horrible look. Were there some idiots? Of course. Uh Are there idiots everywhere? This just in? Yes, there are. But to paint with that broad of a brush, it's one thing for loudmouths like us, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, It's another thing for a coach who's making millions of dollars to call out his fan base. Be better than that. Look in the mirror. Coach your team up. Do something with your offense. For God's sakes, find somebody to help with special teams because it's every single week. Every single week. It's astonishing to me to call out a fan base that is as loyal oh my God. as anybody in the power. This is the worst Power 5 conference program historically. It is. Yes. Any way you slice it, this is the worst. We, we make the, you hear the jokes all the time, right, about Titanic sinking and then you got to go back even further yeah. to find the last time that they won a conference championship. This is a morbid program, and yet they show up, and yes. they're there for you. And to call out this fan base, right? look in the mirror. And you've spoiled them, Campbell. I get it. Mm-hmm. And the expectations, you know what? It's good there are some now. It's good. You've changed it. Nobody is denying what you have meant to this program. Certainly not I. I don't believe you No, absolutely not. Uh, They've never had a run of this many bowl games in a row. It's never never. happened because, again, we're talking about historically the worst program in the country. And I don't care that you won your your New Year's Six Bowl in the COVID year because you know what? Everybody played in the COVID year. And you guys handled it better. And yet, did Oregon play only four games? I don't care. It was their fifth game. It should be peaking. It's not like it's their first or their <laughs> second game. You won it. That trophy shines absolutely as bright as any of the other ones that you have. Brighter, in fact. But don't call out the fan base. That's a terrible... Is the pressure getting to him? You wonder, right? I mean, this this is a guy that is very buttoned up. Does not tell you a whole lot. Mm-hmm. He is very calculated in what he says. Mm-hmm. He does not say anything without a plan. This is not... He's an emotional I guy in the sidelines. Off, I think he got off track with that one. I think so, too. I think he went down a path, and mm-hmm. I think 
maybe some of those frustrations starting to build on him. I wonder. And this is what comes Look out. Look at the league. The league is up. Trent, I love the Big 12. You know, I go in, I go in uh, phases, right? Yeah. I love Big 12 football. I, I love Big 10 basketball. I, I kind of switch around. Mm-hmm. This Big 12 is so much fun to watch. It's intriguing. It's incredible. TCU Kansas had me locked in all day oh long. Oh, my God. I think TCU escaped. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Right. Kansas looked like a different team I, than they did the week previous. They did, and that's credit to John Haycock, in my opinion. Oklahoma, they going to be favored the rest of the year? Ooh. 49. Not the, it's a great conference. It's incredibly compelling. Mm-hmm. And the frustration, I'm, I'm sure, from a Matt Campbell perspective... They could make another appearance in the Big 12. There's enough talent, I think, on this team with a couple breaks here and there, a made field goal, mm-hmm. an extra play against Kansas State. We're in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. You're in the driver's seat all of a sudden yes. of getting back to the Big 12 championship game. Instead, you're 1-3. Right. And digging and out of this hole. here comes Texas. Right. Who is playing as well as anybody. Oh, my gosh. Yours is a difference maker. Trent, 49 to nothing over Oklahoma. Are you kidding me? It wasn't that close. I saw maybe two plays in the in in, the, in that tire window um, when the game started to get out of hand. I was elsewhere. I don't mm-hmm. even remember. Boy, it was a good day. They're watching football. Texas had thirty six first downs. Come on, have you ever seen a number like that? No, thirty six first downs. Holy mackerel! <laughs> it's, it's unthinkable. Oklahoma at eleven. Yeah, Texas Tech pushing Oklahoma State. Help me out with this. Yeah, there. Uh, so I'm watching this game. Yes, we were both locked into this one. We were texting. And Texas Tech takes the lead. They, they it's kickoff time. They try an onside kick mm-hmm. and execute it to perfection. But the kid on Oklahoma State raised his hand. Good coaching specialty. Yes. Huh? See what a special teams coach should do for well, you. Well, they do have an analyst. Well, that's true. I shouldn't be so they hard for on about. 12 different guys and teams, and you know the reason that you usually coach for 12 different teams? <laughs> right. You stink. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so he raises his hand on an onside kick. Texas Tech gets the football and is penalized for not giving the guy who raised his hand. Mm-hmm. So why doesn't on an onside kick everybody on, on, the, on the first line of defense? Right? Did the ball hit the... But the only thing I can think of... Mm-hmm. The ball hit the ground. I thought it did. But there's never a clear view because it was executed to perfection. I wish Brad Bunting was listening. Yes. He listens a lot to the show, and I know he's got a full-time job, and he, um, you know, I, I'm assuming. I got the highlight here. So, okay, so can you see the ball hit the ground? Well, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to in a second yeah. because this is bugging me all weekend. I, I know it has because you texted, and that's what got me back into the game. So here it is. Oklahoma State. They have to get to the sideline and find ways to get lined up. A lot of those snaps where you get those quick screens spit out quickly, they're not even in position and they got a surprise on. No, it was a pop-up kick. It did not hit the ground. It was a pop-up. But it it just only went like 10, 11 yards. Right. But it was just like... It doesn't hit the ground? It does not hit the ground. All right. Here's the replay. It's going to be zoomed in a little bit more as I'm watching again. Because there's a guy that gets in the way of it when I'm watching it. Yeah. It doesn't hit the ground. The guy... the. the kicking team comes in and grabs the football. He called fair catch, and just like you can't go, a guy's catching a punt. Yep, you can't just go and knock the ball away as it's coming to him. Right, you have to allow them to catch. Well, the, the football. week before, both Frailer tried that. Remember, yes. because again, there's no special teams coach uh-huh. at Iowa State. Boy, here's another one that we uh, talk about, right? Right. 
Um, in this one, it's just like that. So you that must allow, be the rule. The, you have to allow the returner to catch the football but after a fair catch is it, called you, for. You see a fair catch, and these guys oh, sure. are waving, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like they're at a parade. They're yeah. waving at the crowd. Yep. But this guy hardly puts his arm up. I thought, my God, this is incredibly well executed. Texas Tech's going to get the ball. And not only didn't get the ball, Oklahoma State's gifted 15 yards. Yes, absolutely. In great field position, they come right back okay, down the field. So that's the reason? That was you're the sure reason. about that? I, I'm 99.999%. Okay. I think that has to be it. Yes. I think that has to be it. All right, other things from the uh, Iowa State game before we move on to sure. Iowa. Because there were a couple of uh, – I thought Silas played really well. He did. Running the football. Um, that was his best game of the year by far. Um Brock was not Jirel Brock. No, he's hurt. Yeah. He, he's hurt, and he answered the bell, and, you know, good for him. And, and, and Norton was dressed but did not get the opportunity to participate in the game. I thought Frailer was great again. I mean, he's a terrific player. Yeah, that Will is. McDonald was all over the football field. His best game by far. Their two corners um, uh, are playing uh, purchase and tap at a very high level. Where's Malik Verdon? Hurt. But do we know that? For, I mean, he must be. Well, we're always guessing as yeah. it pertains to injuries at Iowa State. Have you but, seen anything, though? I have no. not. He hasn't played for two weeks. Anthony Johnson graded out as well, that the best play player he made. defensively. Trent, that play he made at the goal line, knocking that ball. What a heads-up play, because this kid was marching in, Knowles. Yeah. Oh, what a great play. And you can complain about having the sack on the 80-plus-yard touchdown play. Well, that was Reader, and he had him. But then he also come back and he get that one. So kind of mm-hmm. even out, Yeah, right? that's true. I'll I mean, give you that you made a play that was incredible, mm-hmm. and credit to Johnson for making that play. Oh, terrific. But yeah, you gave one up, but you also maybe got one there. Mm-hmm. And you play it to a tie, and you lose by a point. Mm. You confident this team's going to dig out of this hole? No. Are, are they a bowl team? No. The no. Wizards not one in the state. I hate to say it. Yeah. I hate to say it. I mean, I'm, I am hoping that Iowa finds a way to win two games and that we can get to the Nebraska game with something uh-huh. on the line. Here's Bunting. He is listening. If it's directly kicked into the ground, a pop-up receiving team can still fair catch protection, player safety issue. So even if you hit it into the ground and it pops up, so he can you can still, still call, call fair. fair catch. So this that's not always been the case. No, no. It? This has changed with, I, th- I think, the onside so kick So it's safety. Rules Thank yes. you, Brad Bunting. Um, who's Good to a know. high school official. Yes. And a high-level one. And he he refereed the state championship yes, last year. absolutely. And did a good job because we didn't talk about him on Monday. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Good job for Brad and his crew. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, so, since we segued there briefly to high school football, mm-hmm. good for you for going out to do the Polar Bears. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a great story locally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Hawks, Ankeny is just a better football team, and it didn't end well. Um, it was a route. It was a route. It was ugly, but... But good for you for being there, because I know they had to be... When was the last time anybody was at North doing a live game? Right. I mean, ever? No, I don't think. I mean, I don't know if I'm being... How many basketball games have you done there? Oh, probably two dozen during the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. Chad had that program up and running at a high level, Mm -hmm. and Tyreek LaCour, and even the the group Mm -hmm. before that. So, yeah, I... I've done a ton of their games, basketball games there. You've done a couple of baseball games, but I've never been out there for football. I'm glad you went. Didn't go well. No. Nope. But, again, I think for Coach Eddie, this is an opportunity for him. Talk to the guys. All right, this is what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. But the building blocks, the foundation is getting there. Good. At the very least for North. It's still, and especially for football, one thing for basketball, where you get a couple of really good sure. players, you can turn things around really quickly. And you don't have to have you know, yes. as many guys, obviously. You don't have to have... 
you know, a dozen offensive linemen right. and building the fronts. And that's the huge So gap were the North see. guys going both ways a lot of Oh, them? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much all, all the starters. I would say probably eight of the 11 gotcha. played both sides of so the football. So good for you for going. Yeah. Um, but uh, you didn't end, uh, end the way. A little different this week. We got Dowling Valley. Week yeah. That's wild Weekend. that it's here. It's wild that it's here. All right, let's get to Iowa. We'll yeah. get to the calls coming up here. We'll try and find time for, for a couple of calls. But do want to uh, opine on Iowa. Uh, where do you start? Uh, under center? I mean, this defense threat is so damn good for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so you, you hate to see it. Not wasted. But boy, oh boy, if they had any semblance of an offense at all. And they go into a bye week. And they're going to come out of the bye week. And what have we learned? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's going to change. Uh-huh. Nothing's going to evolve. It's going to be the same things. And I walked away incredibly disappointed again by Kirk Ferentz. Mm-hmm. David Eichel laid out. He has a great question. How bad it's been over, uh-huh. well, since the Penn State game. Yeah. Laid it out, put facts he on had the table. facts. And for Kirk Ferentz to respond and say, well, we won 10 games last year. Trent, our Trent. That was last year. Yeah, right. And also in those, yes, you won 10 games. You also lost four. Right. You got absolutely obliterated in three of them. You couldn't move the football against Purdue. You couldn't move the football against Wisconsin. And you couldn't move the football against Michigan because mm-hmm. your offense stunk. You won 10 games a year ago in spite of your offense. And yep. what do you do? A perfect opportunity. Ken O'Keefe retires. This is a perfect spot. And Kirk Ferentz says we're going to double down on yourself. Guess mm-hmm. what, Kirk? You came up craps. Your offense stinks. Your son stinks as an offensive coordinator. And nothing is going to change. He has owed $42 million. And Gary Barta, you think he's going to be the no, guy that's going to make the tough decision? No. This is Gary Kirk's Barta program. answers to Coach Ferentz. There is not a doubt about it. To think that he is going to have the power to actually do something here nope. is absolutely laughable. And he's not walking away. From, uh, by the way, Matt Rule is just fired in Carolina. Wow. Lincoln bound. Lincoln Makes some sense. I mean, he's a good, he's a good college football Good college coach. coach. He really is. Won at Temple. Uh, he won at Temple. Well said. <laughs> and, he, and he turned that Baylor program that and it was ugly. Not quite rock bottom because mm-hmm. Baylor's got a lot of rock bottom, but this right. was in a bad spot uh, where they were. So Matt Rule is fired. Uh, the game itself, Trent, boy loves the tight ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loves it. was great. Except for that little shot. This is not him. The, the shovel pass. Right. Uh, the, the, the reverse late in the football game that made the kick longer, of course he missed it. The shovel pass play. So if this was a real zone read, and that's what it looked like. It was a read option play where Arlen Bruce has jet motion. He's coming over. The defensive end on that side of the field came crashing in. That's what Spencer Peters is looking at. If you're running a read option, that is what you look at. You look at the defensive mm-hmm. end. You see what they do. He didn't get into the football. Then you make the decision. Arlen Bruce does a somersault into the end zone. He cartwheels into the end zone because the safety was all, all the way on the other side of the hash. There's no way anybody catches him. Well, he doesn't read. Or he just already anticipates, mm-hmm. all right, this is going to be the fake. And we're That's where the ball's here. going. The reverse play. Oof. What in God's name are you doing inside the red zone? It's just rid- and, I, and I saw it, yes, last night in the NFL, for God's sake. <laughs> Cincinnati did. tried yes. it. And got clubbed and lost, what, eight yards on that play? A bunch play. of yards. It was dead. Or, and yes, Spencer Petras rolling out that way. That's the other thing. It wasn't even motion moving everybody's mm-hmm. eyes. It was Spencer Petras rolling out. What, are you scared that Petras is going to run for it? Of course not. The defense was there. The speed of Illinois' defense is their strength. And you're trying these stupid plays. Brian Ferentz, it's like he's at the buffet. All right, I'm going to go up. I'm going to come up with this one. There is no coordinating of an offense. It is just picking plays out of a hat. There is no putting together. (laughs) There is no game plan. What are they trying to do outside of, well, let's see if this works. That's all that it is. He's terrible. 
He's been terrible for six years. Nothing's going to change on that front. This is the frustration. You mentioned at the top, this defense is so good. I was had bad teams. Enda Hayden last year, mm-hmm. early Kirk, mm-hmm. 2014. You talk mm-hmm. about some of the bad Iowa teams. But they never had a defense like this. No. And that's what makes this so frustrating is and the, because the this defense thing, is Trent, at such a high level. They are, Trent. And the other thing, the Big Ten West is absolutely oh. there for the taking. It's awful. It's terrible. Nebraska should have been down 28 nothing on Friday night mm-hmm. and found a way to win 14-3. I'm not exaggerating. This game is 28-zip all day long after the first half. But it's Rutgers. But it's Rutgers. And they settle for field goals and just... Um, but Nebraska get the win. Mm-hmm. And there they are. Where do they? If you, where will you find them? Look up in the standings. First place. Your first place. Illinois-Purdue and Nebraska. Tied for first in the Big Ten Unbelievable. West. Illinois loses their quarterback. Iowa oh. set up shop twice inside. The, were they both times inside the red zone? Um, were they, oh, one were, for sure. Yeah. One the, for no, sure. The other one was, was just 35. 35 yep. and the, about the five or whatever it was. They got it at the five. Yeah, and after, then they started going yep. backwards. Um it's just historically bad. And here's the other thing. 6-6. Six, 9-6 six, six field goal is good. Gavin Williams is back. Oh, yeah. He's a outside linebacker? Right nope. guard? Nope. Um, One of those up-black back blockers. You think of big dudes, right? But but his normal position is running back. That's right. He's not an offensive lineman. He slid. Fell down at the 22. I what can... is he thinking? Gavin Williams had a bad game. Gavin Williams really struggled. Let's say he's gonna he's gonna um, make his find his way, mm-hmm. cut here, juke there, and find his way into the end zone. But you gave up an opportunity to at least get some more yardage. They had a third down play where he was coming out on a wheel route, wasn't even looking for the football incomplete. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and that was uh, throwing. Yeah, I remember the play. It was on the right side. He had a, a drop earlier in the football game that there was twenty yards of space between him and the end zone, and he drops the football. He had that play on the kick return. There was a couple other plays. Gavin Williams really struggled. Yeah. I've said it for weeks. You have one playmaker offensively, mm-hmm. Caleb Johnson, mm-hmm. and they still won't take the trading no. wheels off. But that, I, that stiff arm where he got called for the face mask, that's still a big boy play. Yeah, he got his yeah, hand caught in there. he twisted it. He did, right. Yeah, and he twisted that's it. That's a good call. I, I mean, think You so make too. that call, mm-hmm. but he can make those kind of plays yeah. because he's talented. Yep. The two runs, and he mentioned what they're trying to do. I was finally running the football for the first time. First of all, it started back on their own two-yard line with the quarterback sneak. Longest run of the day to that point, Trent. Six yards. Well, then they continued. LaShawn Williams had a run of, I think, of 16. Mm-hmm. You got 12 on a Caleb Johnson. You're finally running the football. Second down and eight. What do you do? A tight end screen. Mm-hmm. Again, against the speed of Illinois' defense, that's what you come up with. Just throwing crap against the wall and hoping it sticks. Hey, what's the award that the media give to the player that uh, represents the program? What is there a name for it? I, I'm sure there is, but yeah, first year was the first year. Last, Last year was the year first, was the first year. year. Yeah. And Kayvon, who had a boy, he hits, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He had a couple of schlobber knockers on Saturday night for Spencer Petrus to come out week after week after week mm-hmm. and to address the media and to answer their questions. And every single week, it's on me. I've got to be better. I have the, as a person, I have so much respect for him handling the, um, I guess, what comes with being the quarterback at the mm-hmm. University of Iowa. And for him to take that on, every doesn't shy. And you know what? Tomorrow, well, I know what? It's a bye week. Well, next time the players meet the media, sure. he'll be there. He will. He answers the questions. Oh, he was tearing up. He feels bad about his performance. Yes. But you know who should feel bad? 
Kirk and Brian for continuing uh-huh. to put him out there. Right. He's taken every single snap this year, mm-hmm. and he's not good. But it won't change against Ohio State. Well, maybe it will, and they'll get clubbed by Ohio State, and Kirk will come back, and he'll be arrogant again and condescending to everybody and say, see, I told you. It wasn't the quarterback. Yeah. I could see that because that's what the stubbornness is getting to now with Kirk Ferentz. This is getting ugly. Well, it is. I, I thought he was uh, very snippy with Eichold. Eichold had asked a very good question, yeah. a question that the media gets criticized for never asking the tough questions. He asked a tough question, a fair question. We won 10 games. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I, yeah he I, was there every time. Right, he don't was. Don't be an a-hole. And, and that's you know what, absolutely you know what, what he was. You know when he won those 10 games? 2021. Mm-hmm. It's 2022. And you doubled down. You said you were going to double down on us. Mm-hmm. That has not worked. No, it, no, it hasn't. All right, uh, we will um, get to your phone calls here momentarily. Promise we will. We'll do that. We're going to talk to Scott Dockerman at the bottom of the hour. Uh, 11.05, Bama Trent and I will go around college football. Another great weekend. Boy, I thought A&M had a chance, a real chance, uh, to pick off uh, Alabama uh, in that game. They couldn't get it done. But the Big 12 again this weekend. God, I love watching Big 12 football this year again. Uh, Jeff, thanks for being patient. Jeff, how are you? Good. Um, Ken, I just want to touch base on a couple of things about Iowa State. Uh, first of all, just to pat on my back, you know, about, I don't know, a week and a half ago, I called here your show, and we talked about Iowa State's schedule. And I said, hey, I'm not looking down at an 0 5 schedule. We went through their schedule. I said, it's a very quite good possibility this could happen. Look out, Cyclone fans, pat on my back because. They're going to be an underdog in the next two games, and it's going to be very hard for them. That's number one. Number two, I'm tired of this togetherness. This we're in it together. Last time I checked, it's about wins and losses. Yes, you want to build up your student athletes. Well, they're getting paid now, but if you want to call them student athletes, at the end of the day, this fan base, this Cyclone fan base has been through everything. It's about wins and losses. That's the bottom line. I don't care how close they are. I mean, and to be honest, look at his adjustments. What adjustments has Coach Campbell made in the last three weeks on special teams as one about moving the football and scoring touchdowns, number two? And number three, look at his schedule. Ken, you touched on it. He's a 500 coach, and he, mm-hmm. and he wants to come at the, at the alum, at the boosters, at the fans, and he wants to say those things. Look out, Campbell. There's, there, if you want to go to Nebraska, you want to go to other places, Iowa State is a good job. And right now, Coach Campbell, they're underachieving, and that's a fact. You guys have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the call. Um, no, yeah, look. Not alone in that sentiment it's, either. It's not. It, no. Um, it's disappointing. They're 0-3 in conference play. 0-3 in conference play. And these are tough losses. They're close losses. I get it. And... and I see. I'm I'm surprised at the amount of vitriol on Hunter Deckers. He's a good quarterback. He is. This is a good quarterback, and um, this is his first year. Seven years later, and we're still waiting for that good offensive line too. Uh huh. Yeah. Not a whole lot of time. No. Protection has not been good. Run game has not been no. good. Defense is good. Montgomery and Jai- and what yeah. we saw with Brees Hall, mm-hmm. those two guys have covered up Look a lot of warts. the they had yesterday, by the uh, way. Yes, they Indiana. did. Both of them. Yeah. Boy, Dave Montgomery ran hard, and Brees Hall had a huge day. Uh, here, let's get Mike in Waterloo to uh, spread a little sunshine on this Iowa State team. Hello, Mike. How are hey, you? how are you guys doing? I'll tell you, I went to that game Saturday. And I'm tired of these crossing routes. They're throwing the ball to Hutchinson too much. 18 times, the guy's exhausted at the end of the game. That's why he's dropping these balls. And I think you've got to change offensive coordinators. I mean, my, uh, 
Deckers has got a big-time arm. Do they ever throw the ball down the field? How many yeah. times did Kansas State throw those yeah. long passes? We, we don't throw long passes. Mike, you know it's crossing routes. Mike, I have never heard you be critical of Iowa State athletics well, yeah, until I today. No, I'm critical now. because I like it. You should be. Well, we're not getting, I don't go down to games to watch field goals. You know, let's not talk about a field goal kicker, you know? No, nah, I agree with you. The coach should. And go for the, you know, we got a 4 by 100 guy from Colorado. Stanley, yeah. And, and Nettles, they go, he gets crossing routes. I think he should be going deep. Let Deckers throw the ball 60 yards. Campbell's too conservative. I mean, how many play last three games? They've had trick plays on us. Do we ever try a trick play or nothing? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Exotic, like Hayden Fry used to do. And one more thing. Hire a special teams coach. I know you're stubborn. Go over to Iowa and get that Woods guy. <laughs> that He's not going to Iowa State, Mike. I'd offer him a million dollars a year because you know why? That's cost us. Yeah. Two victories a year. It's, uh, you're... Our special teams. What do you guys think? Oh, absolutely. I think you're right about that. You're not getting LeVar Wood. Thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, but he's right. Mm-hmm. He's, get get somebody to do the job. Mike in Waterloo is bringing the I've thunder. I've never heard him be critical. I have heard Mike call into call-in shows. I have. He used to call into my mm-hmm. show back in Cedar this Falls. This guy's better than Elway. Oh, <laughs> we've heard. He reminds say. me of Walter Payton. That's what we get from Mike, and he's critical. Yes, never. Ooh, there's some fracturing there happening is. in the Iowa State fan base. Woo. Uh, Ten thirty. Scott Dockerman next. Miller and Condon underway in a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point dot com. Now back to Miller and Condon on one hundred six point three KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Alabama uh, Bob and Nick Olson in hour number two. Mr. Monday Night as well right now. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. As the Hawks go into their bye week, Doc's latest piece is a mid, midway point. I hate that it's midway, Doc, through the season. Uh, but here we are nonetheless, and uh, a lot of Fs on that report card, and all of them warranted. How are you, Scott Dockerman? Certainly the offense got an A-. minus. I should put that in there as well, and well-deserved. In fact, I thought you were a little tough on the defense, Doc. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, I'm doing better than the offense, that's for sure. But, uh... No, how's, the, how's life today after talking about... <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Total of uh, five field goals between the two teams uh, over the weekend. Yeah, that, that's tough to watch. It really was. And boy, Doc, um, you know, we hate like heck that that there's going to be no football to talk about around the holidays. And, and can, can it happen? Of course, they can find a way, each of them, to win another three games. But they're probably each of them going to be favored maybe only once uh, throughout the rest of the regular season. Northwestern for Iowa and West Virginia for Iowa State. But we shall see. So let's get into the game from what you saw. And there certainly were some positives. And they're all on the defensive side of the ball, Doc, to, to no surprise. You know, watching Jack Campbell on special teams 
And and I know that I, Isaiah Williams was also watching Jack Campbell on special teams, and why wouldn't he? Because he's got thirty one coming bearing down at him. Um, but it, it, it's 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 terrific. We talked about this last year that you know the arguably their best player on defense is willing to go out there on punt coverage, not only go out there but be an impactful player. Uh, what a legacy he's leaving behind once it's all said and done. Yeah, it's a tremendous legacy. He's uh, he's a player that when he's out there and. Whether or not he's making the tackle or not, he's impacting the game, and that's the same way he is on special teams. And when I wrote a story about Tory Taylor a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, that that was one of the things that I think Lavar Woods had to say is just how much that you know the the starting defenders just want to be on the punt team because they want to be a part of it, and they 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 love the way Tory Taylor punts, and and uh, they feel like they can impact the game that way, and. Um, it, it's certainly proven true in, in what he's been able to do as a punter and then Jack Campbell being able to impact the game and, and uh, kind of grabbing the ball midair there at, uh, at what appeared to be a critical juncture. Uh, and it certainly was for Illinois to hold Iowa to minus six yards from that point at that part of the drive. But, but yet, uh, good, good game by Jack Campbell. Campbell is outstanding. The defense did their part, but the offense again, Continues to have issues. Six games in, the worst offense in the country, now back officially at 131 here today. And yet, one guy has taken all the snaps. This is not Alona Spencer Petra's problem. This is an offensive problem. This is a coordinator that is in over his head in six years of evidence that certainly shows that. But to get to this point, to not even try something different, what is the reason? What What is it about Alex Padilla, a guy that's won football games for them before, that they just are so unwilling to give him an opportunity? That's a great question, Trent. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, it's, it's weird because there's pretty much every aspect here is to blame. And, uh, well, you know, Kirk has always been stubborn. In the four and eight year, 10 years ago, uh, James Vandenberg took every single snap, yeah. even though they had a redshirt freshman named, uh, J- uh, Jake Rudock, who turned out to be a pretty good mm-hmm. player. Uh, but it was the same type of scenario. And, you know, stubborn, whatever you want to say it, it's just, it runs its nature through him stronger than every other football coach in America, and that's usually a pretty strong profession for that. But I think right now it's it's really one part of the whole issue, and I think you've got to you know condemn or at least look at uh, the offensive coordinator. I think the play calling the other day was atrocious. Yes. I think the offense has been put together uh, as haphazardly as you could ever get. I mean, it's really like having a pickup truck that's got 300,000 miles on it and it keeps breaking down, but you're still fixing it. <laughs> and it's time to, to, to just junk it, get rid of it. Yeah. And uh, that's that's the offense right now. And for whatever reason, Kirk has decided, no, this is the hill he's going to die on. And they, he'd rather have a losing season than, ch- than make the changes that are necessary in 2022. Doc, they're a, they're a- punchline for for national college football writers there the offense is a punchline we've never seen anything like this and that's so what makes it even more difficult to swallow is the division is completely wide open it's a dumpster fire it wouldn't take hardly anything to win the big 10 west it's there for the taking your reward okay you get to play ohio state uh, in iowa's case again if they would have been good but doc they're wasting and i hate to use the word but it's true this is an historical defense that the university of iowa trots out there every single saturday uh that the that the schedule uh, says they're playing and yet they may not get to postseason 
even as good as this defense is. It's true, and I think you can use any description you want now. I think it's all out. Take you know, remove the layers. Um, you know, and it's you're you're right. They're wasting a great defense. And the, the comparison that I used in today's grades uh, came to me from David Jones, a longtime scribe out in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and he said it was a lot like 2004 Penn State, which of course lost that six to four game to Iowa that year, uh, where they didn't allow 21 points in any game, and yet they were four and seven because their offense averaged 15. Well, Iowa's averaging what less than nine. Uh, this this offense is historically atrocious, uh, and. There are rash, there are factors and rational explanations for it, but after a while, you're like, you should be better than this. You should improve more than this. There should be, it should be better coached, better designed, have better players, um, all of the above. It, it really should matter. I mean, when your defense is allowed ten points or less in five of your six games, and you're three and two in those games, mm. that's just almost, uh, I won't say unforgivable, but you, you really got to feel pretty damn guilty to have a defense like that and you're not even close to holding up your end of the bargain and whether it's changing coaches and I, I mean changing quarterbacks and I think that's the equivalent of you know what is it you know putting lipstick on a pig whatever mm-hmm. I, I don't think the result's going to change a whole lot with a new quarterback um, it, it's time to, to junk what's there and and I don't know that I if I my son was my offensive coordinator and it was appearing like this I don't know if I'd want to subject him to all the ridicule that he's received because, as you said, Iowa is a national punchline, yep. and it has been. And I work for a national news operation yep. where I hear I hear it every day. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of pity there. I mean, I'm not asking for it, but <laughs> a lot of people are saying, I don't know how you cover this team. And I'm like, well... It's my job. And and you do it well, Doc. And you've asked the tough questions. You've been there. David Eichel, one of your uh, colleagues there on the beat, did the same. And Kirk came out. I was incredibly disappointed hearing that after the game uh, late on Saturday night. He is frustrated, no doubt. But talking about, well, we won 10 games. He also lost it four games last year. And three of them, your offense stunk. He said in the offseason that they're doubling down on them. This obviously has not worked. And leads to the question. Is Kirk willing to make a move offensively? Is he willing? Either, Brian, you're going back to offensive line coach, finding another job for him, calling up Belichick, say, hey, got a landing spot, something like that. Is he willing, or are they going to triple down because he still owed $42 million? We know Kirk isn't going anywhere. Well, that's going to be the magic question. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's really going to be the ultimate <clears throat> final part of his legacy. Because uh, he does have a Hall of Fame caliber legacy at Iowa, no matter what. But but a lot of eras end in miserable fashion, and this could be one of them if things don't change. I'm not say- saying that in two years the offensive line might be very good. And they might have, and I think their running backs actually are very good. But that that doesn't forgive the fact that in each of these last three to four to five years, that if some aspect was better or a little bit different. You might be talking about a legacy season. Last year, ten and four, obviously getting the Big Ten championship game was was a, a good um, spot for them. But you, there was more left out there because the defense was good, the special teams was better, uh, and you look back at the Fanton Hawkinson years and what ifs. And, and I think there's a lot of what ifs. There's there's really been very few in recent years of man they they maxed out completely and they had a really good team doing it. And I think right now that's that's based on the offense and the play and the design there. They just they haven't had whether it's a dual threat quarterback or a quarterback who can make plays. 
pretty much not since the C.J. Beathard year of 15 Jeez. have you looked at this team and said, yes, this team, this team got as far as it absolutely could, and it was on good on both sides of the ball. You knock out the starting quarterback. You get a turnover inside the five, another one at the 35-yard line. Uh, and, and you can't punch the ball in, Doc. It's just it's just mind-boggling to me. But we say it week after week. And you know who else speaking a week after week? I give the kids so much credit for facing you and your call uh, and your a fellow media brethren, uh, Spencer Petrus, one of the first ones to come out and answer your questions. And the next time that the I'm not sure you guys get players tomorrow on the bye week. I doubt you do. But next time you get that opportunity, he'll be there to answer your questions. And win or lose after the next game, he'll be there to answer the questions. It has to be taking a toll, Doc. And yet there he is, living up to what he deems is his responsibility. I applaud the young man for that. He is a tremendous person. And to be able to do it week in and week out and the emotion it takes and to know kind of what has been said about him and written about him and to still do it, it's a professional through and through. I can't say enough good things about Spencer Petrus and the way he handles himself. Now, you know, his performance, we can all grade that on, you know, whatever scale you want. But but when it comes to taking ownership and, and being accountable, uh, he's gone above and beyond better than any player I've ever been around at Iowa. And that's any quarterback, any basketball player, anybody. He's, he does it in a, in a way that should, you know, is, is, is good as I've seen at a professional level. So I, I think kudos to him for being able to hang in there because in some ways it feels like he's being dealt a disservice. You know, yep. it, it, maybe it would be better for him if he wasn't quite in the spotlight the whole time because it, it's really, you know, an uncomfortable place for a lot of people to be in. Haven't been many years like this, but people ready to turn the page into men's basketball coming up this season. <laughs> it sounds like you are too. Is that where we're going, Doc? You're uh, <laughs> you're in Minneapolis for Big Ten Basketball Media Day. What's kind of the we we know football? What a big deal it is. How about basketball media days and and what you're getting ready for coming up? Well, I I got an opportunity to 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 talk to the commissioner. That's probably ah, the main. nice. Uh, you know, but I, it's it's post it's you know I mean it's an interesting time. I mean I would say basketball doesn't move the needle like football does especially now uh but there are a lot of important topics related to the mm-hmm. big 10 going forward i mean i don't think the the door is completely shut on expansion and i don't think uh you know there's certainly you know you look at the two new additions next year they're both six and oh uh ucla and usc so mm-hmm. i mean 2024 so i think you know there there's some bright spots ahead for the big 10 and and a lot of different areas but but then also i think you look at television uh, going forward, that's going to be interesting to hear what some of the coaches have to say about that and whether or not they are happy that they're going to be moving on with ESPN. My, my inclination is they probably aren't, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there's some topics like that I think out there. Yeah, I think Doc, that's one of the uh, the, one of the areas that uh, hasn't sunk in in a lot of ways yet. Yeah, we see the money that it's coming. We know that they're going to CBS for football, but man, oh man, for so many years we're just we're programmed to, you know, if it's not on the Big Ten Network, if it's not a CBS Sunday game, we're watching ESPN for Big Ten basketball in the winter months. Big Ten basketball won't be there in the winter months unless, and I hear that that's still on the table, Doc, that perhaps that window, at least for basketball with ESPN, hasn't completely closed. I hope that's the case because I like, I mean, I like a lot of the announcers, and it's just you're programmed to tune to the Deuce or to the big ESPN to watch Big Ten hoops in the winter. 
I think it's a big deal during the week, even more than during the weekend. Mm-hmm. I think the weekend people can find things, but, but when you're talking about whether it's 6 o'clock window, 8 p.m. window, local time, people are conditioned to go to ESPN or ESPN2 to watch basketball. And, uh, you know, if it's Michigan and Indiana or Michigan State-Purdue or whatever, there are a lot of good games on. Now people aren't going to, at least right now, it's going to take some time before they get used to flipping it on to Peacock. I mean, with the NFL and on Amazon Prime, uh, people will look for it. But with basketball, unless they're invested in a certain team or have a main reason to watch it, chances are they're just going to kind of blow it off. And I, I do kind of wonder what the tone is and, and how they plan to, to rectify that. I, it, It's hard to say. I mean, expansion could change any kind of television dynamic, but but uh, that's that's why I want to ask some of those questions while I'm up here. Uh, Doc, we have 20 seconds left. When will your piece with Commissioner Warren uh, publish? Uh, either Tuesday afternoon or, Monday, or Wednesday morning. Good stuff. We'll look forward and have fun. Uh, you guys get Brian Ferentz tomorrow, correct? Uh, yeah, it's either going to be tomorrow or might get pushed back. I mean, I, if it's tomorrow, I won't be there, but uh, it might get pushed back a day or two. Fingers crossed. Uh, so you're in the building. Doc, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Scott Dockerman. Uh, watch for that uh, Kevin Warren piece to publish at The Athletic here either Tuesday or Wednesday, as Doc said. Our final timeout, hour number one, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106B.net. Here, the first hour of the program. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Scott Dockerman, again, thank you to Doc for that. Our podcast will be up with Doc uh, later on here uh, this morning. Hour two, Bama Bob, Trent and I will go around college football to start, and then Nick Olson on Iowa State before Mr. Monday night. He's ready. Izzy, AFC West tilt. Mm-hmm. Chiefs, seven and a half, seven. What's it at? Depending on where you're shopping, I haven't looked officially this morning. This is one that uh, Mr. Monday Night had already locked in oh. earlier. So, yeah, we'll see what the official line is here this morning. And I got to dust off a little same game parlay we've been talking about with DraftKings. I think there's a chance to have a couple of fun ones here tonight. Uh, it's going to be good. Uh, no baseball tonight. It resumes tomorrow. Uh, how well, much did late you watch? Tomorrow, huh? Oh, it's fantastic. I watched on Saturday a ton more of the Guardians game against the Rays as it just kept going mm-hmm. and going. I, I found myself just so compelled, mm-hmm. especially when the Guardians were batting, just because, you know, walk off obviously yeah. can win it. So. For a football Saturday, I was surprised exactly how much I ended up watching. Did that. you? Is the wild card weekend a success in your mind? Ah, uh, I didn't watch a ton of it. But did you like the format though? Did yeah. the format prove worthy of? Yes, conti- yeah. I think it did too. Format's good. I think it is too. Now we get a best of five divisional and. Away we go. Eight teams left. Hour two coming up next. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I will start with going around college football. Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.